Section two of Woman in the Nineteenth Century and Kindred Papers Relating to the Sphere, Condition, and Duties of Women. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Bruce Peary. Woman in the Nineteenth Century and Kindred Papers Relating to the Sphere, Condition, and Duties of Women by Margaret Fuller. Section two introduction by horace greeley the problem of woman's position or sphere of her duties responsibilities rights and immunities as woman fitly attracts a large and still increasing measure of attention from the thinkers and agitators of our time the legislators so-called those who ultimately enact into statutes what the really governing class to wit the thinkers have originated matured and gradually commended to the popular comprehension and acceptance are not as yet much occupied with this problem only fitfully worried and more or less consciously puzzled by it more commonly they merely echo the mob's shallow retort to the petition of any strong-minded daughter or sister who demands that she be allowed a voice in disposing of the money wrenched from her hard earnings by inexorable taxation or in shaping the laws by which she is ruled judged and is liable to be sentenced to prison or to death it is a woman's business to obey her husband keep his home tidy and nourish and train his children but when she rejoins to this very true but suppose i choose not to have a husband or am not chosen for a wife what then i am still subject to your laws why am i not entitled as a rational human being to a voice in shaping them i have physical needs and must somehow earn a living why should i not be at liberty to earn it in any honest and useful calling the mob's flout is hushed and the legislator is struck dumb also they were already at the end of their scanty resources of logic and it would be cruel for woman to ask further suppose me a wife and my husband a drunken prodigal what am i to do then may i not earn food for my babes without being exposed to have it snatched from their mouths to replenish the rum-seller's till and aggravate my husband's madness if some sympathizing relative sees fit to leave me a bequest wherewith to keep my little ones together why may i not be legally enabled to secure this to their use and benefit in short why am i not regarded by the law as a soul responsible for my acts to god and humanity and not as a mere body devoted to the unreasoning service of my husband the state gives no answer and the champions of her policy evince wisdom in imitating her silence the writer of the following pages was one of the earliest as well as ablest among american women to demand for her sex equality before the law with her titular lord and master her writings on this subject have the force which springs from the ripening of profound reflection into assured conviction she wrote as one who had observed and who deeply felt what she deliberately uttered others have since spoken more fluently more variously with a greater affluence of illustration but none it is believed more earnestly or more forcibly it is due to her memory as well as to the great and living cause of which she was so eminent and so fearless an advocate that what she thought and said with regard to the position of her sex and its limitations should be fully and fairly placed before the public.
for several years past her principal essay on woman here given has not been purchasable at any price and has only with great difficulty been accessible to the general reader to place it within the reach of those who need and require it is the main impulse to the publication of this volume but the accompanying essays and papers will be found equally worthy of thoughtful consideration h greeley end of section two